wonderful how the organization stuck together during a really, really tough time. I think they've come up with some, some really good initiatives during the lockdown. I know there's been some really, really good work done behind the scenes. And, um, and I think we've all learned a hell of a lot out of the experience. Welcome again to the Cricket Scotland podcast with Jake Perry and Rosie Ryan. Rosie, it's a bit like buses this, isn't it? You know, we wait ages to do a podcast and then what, we've got two come along in a single week. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you're exactly right, Jake. Um, I thought last week would be hard to equalise as well after speaking to Mark Coles. Um, In Australia, however, it does seem that we may be able to do that with our guest on the podcast today. Oh, you're spot on. Spot on as always. And uh, yeah, we're doing a bit of of continent hopping again uh, to boot, just like we did last week. Uh, It's brilliant to be able to welcome back a really great friend of the podcast, men's head coach Shane Berger, who is joining us from South Africa. Uh, Evening, Shane. How are things with you? Good evening, guys. It's great to chat to you, Jake, and and you, Rosie, as always. And... um, how incredible is technology that we can just talk from halfway across the world and, and speak to each other as if we're in the same room. I suppose the pandemic has taught us a hell of a lot. And I think uh, by now people are probably getting a bit sick of the Zoom calls. But, uh, you know, it's still great that we can still chat and, um, and still speak about our experiences during lockdown. Yeah, it's been a godsend for us, hasn't it, Zoom, anyway? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I know what you mean by that. Uh, burnout sometimes, Shane, definitely. So how has everything been over with you in the last wee while? And I guess, how have you been keeping busy in South Africa, Shane? Oh, Rosie, I'm a bit embarrassed to actually speak about being in South Africa and being able to do the things that I'm able to do over here. And, you know, back in the UK, uh, everybody's kind of in a proper lockdown and and uh, not to say that we're not in a lockdown, but I suppose when, when you've got good weather, it really does help. Um, it really does assist you in your mood and, and wanting to go out and do things. And, you know, and in South Africa, I wouldn't say life is normal, but it is um, relatively normal in terms of gyms being open, uh, golf courses being open, and, and people being able to go to restaurants and still, still live their, their daily routines as, as, um, as close to normal as possible. But it's... Um, I had a decision to make and then I chose that, you know, at this point I was going to come back and spend a bit of time with my mother who, who lives on her own in South Africa. So it's great to see mom and have Christmas with her. But um, every, all good things have to come to an end and I, I just personally can't wait for the, for the cricket to get back on. That's, that's something I'm craving. But I've been able to watch quite a bit of cricket out here, which has really helped. And it's, it's just kind of with the appetite for, for what's to come, hopefully. Yeah, I saw such a, a good post from you on, on Twitter this morning, if you if you haven't seen it, do do check it out on on Shane's Twitter. Sun shining, people sitting watching a club game going on. It made me extremely extremely envious. You you were back at your old club this morning. I know it was uh, it was an amazing experience to go back to the club where it all started for me, uh, Old Park Tonians in Johannesburg. It was a beautiful day. Um, lots of people watching the cricket, which uh, which was really good to see. And actually, one of the, the Scottish players. Um, one of the squad members playing in that club game, uh, Chris Greaves, who's managed to get out and, and come out and experience a bit of sunshine and also spend time with his family. And, um, and it's great today. He also scored 100. So it was really good to be there for that and, um, and just see a couple of very familiar faces. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I mean, at the risk of, of stating the, the absolute obvious, uh, it's, been a, it's been a difficult year uh, for the squad as a whole. I mean, preparing for the T20 World Cup one minute, the next minute we're on furlough. 
facing all of the the other restrictions that we've all been going through in lockdown. Uh, it's a unique challenge for any coach to have to face, I guess. Can can you tell us about the impact of the last year from from your perspective? That's quite a big question. <laughs> it, it, it is a big question. And look, it's a really good question because I think, um, you know, anybody you ask probably will have a different answer to, to what they really felt they'd achieved during lockdown. And, um, you know, many would have gone through a really tough time in their lives. You know, many would have been losing jobs. Uh, some would have lost family members. Um, and, that, and that's really sad. You know, it's been a really, really tough time, I suppose, for a lot of people. But then if I flip the coin on the other side, I think it's been a real opportunity for some people. To, um, to grow during this period, to, to seek new new challenges, new adventures that maybe they, they wouldn't have experienced uh, pre-lockdown. So I think, you know, for our players, I think the word has been frustrating. Uh, you know, you, you turn the telly on and you, you watch a hell of a lot of cricket uh, in the bubble life, which which um, must be tough on its own. You know, we haven't really experienced the proper bubble life yet, and, and, and I'm hoping we do get to soon because that means we're going to get back to playing cricket. But... Um, I think the pandemic has taught us a hell of a lot. And I think as coaches, it's probably taught us to maybe coach in a bit of a different way, um, seek new opportunities to coach. Um, I've personally really missed the, the face-to-face with players and the, um, that sort of face-to-face contact and working with them one-to-one. That's probably the thing I've missed the most and actually just the, the real getting down physical and coaching them. Um, but in saying that, I've, I've, I've picked up... Uh, a couple of new, you know, sort of not new hobbies, but um, just seeing it from a bit of a different perspective now with the organisation and how it functions and being a part of the leadership group has been a real sort of eye-opener and just, just wonderful how the organisation stuck together during a really, really tough time. I think they've come up with some, some really good initiatives during the lockdown. I know there's been some really, really good work done behind the scenes. And um, and I think we've all learned a hell of a lot out of the experience. But I think... Um, I think we all can't wait for it to be over and we can just get back to playing cricket pretty soon. And I guess when you go back to training, Shane, in, in whatever capacity that may be in, um, what's your first you know, priority going to ideally be, do you think, with the squad? Well, Rosie, we, we've put a big emphasis on the, the fitness of the players over the last year. So we brought someone like Nick Karamusis in, who's a new strength and conditioning coach, and really identified you know, what were the shortfalls within the squad and what were the things that we could really focus on during this period? And um, and the guys, have, whilst they've been away on furlough and they've been in lockdown, I think the guys have still had the opportunity to go away and work on their fitness because that's a controllable, you know, in my opinion. Um, yes, gyms aren't open, but there's various other things you can do. And it's given them an opportunity to really test their character, you know. And I think if you want to be a professional cricketer, and every single person in our squad is trying to, striving to do that, I think... It's a real great test of your character during this time if you can be self-disciplined enough to look after your fitness and really work on the things that might make a little bit of a difference when you come back. And um, and I mentioned opportunities earlier. I think what you're going to see is you're going to see a couple of players who might um, unfortunately go the negative route. But then I think you're going to see some players that really go the positive route and really take a hell of a lot out of lockdown. So, um, so I'm hoping in our instance, in the Scottish instance, it's going to be 100% positive. And I know all the guys have been working hard on, on their fitness and, and the things they can control. And we've also introduced a nutritionist into this into the squad, which is great. So there's a real education around eating the correct sort of foods. Um, so we try to focus on those smaller things that maybe you don't often get an opportunity to do so when, when competition is on and when, when the pressure is on. So we don't certainly, not always going to answer every question and, and have all the answers for the players, but we certainly try to do that. And, um, and it's been... Uh, 
a really big learning curve during this period. I suppose that's part of the, the trick, isn't it? In a really difficult situation, but looking for the positives in that and how to how to turn them to your advantage almost. Definitely. I think, uh, you know, as a cricketer, you're always going to be challenged. You know, if, you, if we want to go to World Cups and we want to be able to handle pressure, I think uh, there's always life outside of cricket, isn't there? And if you can... If you can learn and your relationship with pressure can, can grow and you can start understanding how to handle pressure, and I think a pandemic certainly is pressure, never mind facing a ball coming at you at 145 k's an hour. I think, uh, you know, when you've got family members and this and all of that, and you know, I think, I think that all adds up. That all adds up to this word we call pressure, and I think it's been an opportunity for guys to, to deal with that and, and hopefully turn it into a positive. There was obviously a statement came out this week from, from Gus Mackay, uh, regarding the return to cricket, uh, which is obviously all very up in the air at the moment because we are totally in hand in the hands of the the national picture. Um, but assuming that we can get back to elite cricket relatively quickly come the summer, how important a part do you think that the regional series is going to play in the the overall recovery plan for the for the Scottish game at, at elite level? I think a very important part, Jake, and I think it's something we've, we've spoken about in great detail about trying to introduce the regional series as early into the, the season as possible. We really see the regional competition being a platform for players to to grow and to, to really put their hands up in terms of selection and put in some performances. And I think the one thing we've always identified with Scottish cricket is we need more cricket. We need more competitive cricket. And I think... Um, you know, the more cricket we can play, the the more competitive cricket we can put on for the players, and and I really and I really see our regional series being uh, being a really strong standard of cricket. You know, yes, it can always grow, it can always get better, but um, the regional games that we certainly watched um, just before this 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 last lockdown kind of broke at the end of the summer was of a very high standard, um, and we really felt that um, we were making fantastic progress in in building up into what was hopefully going to be a really, really busy time for us. But, um, you know, it, it, it unfortunately didn't happen, and, and we had to get back into another lockdown. But um, we're looking forward to a, to a couple of regional competitions, hopefully more than was originally planned. Um, but um, I suppose the next couple of weeks will really give us a good indication of, of what we can and can't do. So, Shane, there's been some news since, uh, you know, you were last on the – we were last on the podcast um, – and with Craig Wright uh, named as your new assistant coach, um, so as well as his experience as a player, I mean, Craig obviously played a fundamental part in the evolution of the, you know, the Scotland team uh, that began in 2014 and rolled through, um, you know, to the England win and beyond. So how are you feeling about the new partnership? I'm sure you're extremely excited about working with Craig. Absolutely, I am. It's, look, the, the work's already started and I can, I can confirm that Wrighty is not only passionate about Cricket Scotland, he's passionate about cricket, which I think is great. He's, I think the biggest thing that really stood out in the robust process that we, we did for the recruitment of the assistant coach slash national fast bowling lead is what we've, what we've seen that role to be, is the fact that Craig is a proven winner and he's really got a proven track record. And... Um, and when you get feedback on him, you know, the, the feedback is pretty consistent about him. And, and whilst I personally didn't know Craig as well as I might have, have liked to before that process, I really got to know him pretty well during the process. And I can say that the work he's delivered for us so far has been nothing short of excellent. Uh, the players really enjoy him. And I really believe that Craig's going to take us to another level. Um, and we've also identified that, you know, looking after that core group of fast bowlers for the next sort of three to five years is, is really important in terms of leaving 
Cricket Scotland in a very healthy place. Um, you know, I'm a firm believer that bowlers win your cricket games and batsmen set them up. You know, it doesn't mean that batters can't win your cricket games, but, um, you know, bowlers go out and they have to take the wickets when you cricket games. So, um, so right, he's been excellent to answer your question, Rosie. He's, he's, a, he's a real breath of fresh air. He's got a great energy about him and he's, um, he's certainly been massively helpful during this time, especially when I've been in South Africa and he's still in Scotland. So he's able to, to keep in contact with the guys and just really keep the ship going forward. And uh, there's another new face on the scene, of course, as as Rosie said, Mark Coles, who we, we, we spoke to last week, um, who is now the first full time head coach of the of the women's team. And there's been a bit of crossover with between the men's and the women's um, stuff in the in the past. Uh, the joint training camp in Lamanga uh, springs to mind. I mean, how would you like to see things develop or evolve even further? And do, do you see your your role and Mark's role dovetailing a little more now with a full time person in the role? Definitely, and one of one of the um, one of the things we identified when we were advertising for Mark's role was was actually collaborating more as as coaches, as staff, as men and women. Um, you know, and I think um, there's a real power in the decision that's been made by Cricket Scotland to appoint someone like like Mark. I think um, you know credit to Stephen Knox for being in that role in a in a part-time position and the work that he did and the real passion that he put into his job has to be you know has to be said. And I think uh, someone like Mark coming in, he's you guys would have noticed he's a real character. Um, I think we are getting a real character in, and 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 someone with great experience. You know, he's um, he's he's been around the block a few times, and I'm sure the girls are going to really enjoy someone like him coming in. But I'm really looking forward to having Mark also as an extra sort of shoulder to lean on. Um, you know, and that goes for people like Wrighty and all the other coaches we have in our system. I think it's really important that we all kind of dovetail together and we all try help each other wherever we can because. We've all got a vested interest in every single one of our teams doing well, you know, and um, and I think as a coach, you want to you want to see that anyway, you know, regardless whether they're men or women, you want to see cricket Scotland grow, and we want to we want to see this full membership eventually happen. Um, and when it does happen, it's going to be because we've collaborated and because the men and the women have done really well. Yeah, I think you're I think you're spot on there, Shane, and and it's so it's so so exciting, especially. Um, you know, from a personal point of view, working within the organisation, you know, just watching all these kind of kind of things evolve and, and new people coming in, it is it's really exciting at the moment and really positive. And and actually, once we get going, I am so excited to see how things start to go and can't wait for some international games and to watch some regional games and to watch some club games. And I'm sure you'll be the same, Shane. So um, it's been great to talk to you so far. And I think the, the biggest question that six million dollar final question would be <laughs> when do you think you're going to come back to Edinburgh <laughs> <laughs> oh Rosie if I knew the answer to that I think um I think I'd give you six million dollars myself if I had it but um it's it's a tough one because you know my plan was always to come back on the 16th of February and obviously all the new restrictions and everything wouldn't allow that when I'm when I'm exactly getting back I'm busy working on that at every single day and you can see the hairs getting thinner and thinner as we, we try try sort out visas and all sorts of other stuff that us South Africans have to go through without having a British passport um, but it's uh, such as life and um, I, I'll be honest with you I'm really looking forward to getting back I see the weather's getting better so I'm really really ready to get back now and um, and I'm sure every single person men and women are champing at the bit to get some cricket on and and I know there's been a lot of hard work behind the scenes you know you mentioned our CEO Gus Mackay He's been in the job for over a year, and he hasn't seen a ball bowled in Scotland yet. And uh, it's, 
it's a remarkable um, you know stat when you hear that. It's like our, our CEO hasn't seen a ball be, uh, ball being bowled in Scotland, and it's um, and when you think about it, it's crazy because the time's just flown. But um, but yeah, hopefully I'll be back shortly, Rosie. Thank you so much, Shane. Um, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, and um, I'm really looking forward to catching up in person when we can at one point. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to, to, to meeting your dog, Rosie. It looks very, very cute. I've seen it on too many Zoom calls already, so I look forward to that. And Jake, I look forward to catching up with you too. It's been, um, I always enjoy these podcasts and, and well done to the two of you for doing some excellent work. Well done. Oh, thanks, Shane. And, and definitely echo that. Really looking forward to seeing you as well. Uh, and that's it from the Cricket Scotland podcast for another week. Um, Rosie, thank you again too for your company. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I think there might be another um, bus coming very soon. I'm hoping that people did listen to the introduction of the podcast um, and that makes sense. <laughs> Just as long as it, long as that bus is a podcast and it's not like the oncoming light is is an actual bus that we can see at the end of the tunnel. Anyway, good bus. <laughs> good bus, yes. So all looking forward to the next time already. Until then, though, from all of us, thank you very much indeed for listening and uh, goodbye. Goodbye.